This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hey everybody, welcome to the Friday morning edition. That's a special Friday morning edition this week of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. Coming to you from the patio studios, brought to you by my good friends at the Innovated Companies. Of course, my friends Randy and Stephanie Green. All the great work they do, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial. Get a hold of them for your construction, plumbing, heating and cooling, or electrical needs. 35 years experience, second generation craftsman. And more importantly, a man of his word. That's my man, Randy Green, at the Innovated Companies, innovatedcompanies.com. Well, um, sorry for the delay on this one. Um, our, our man on the M4Biotti.com hotline, Benji Molina, had an odd uh, flight schedule yesterday. So we went ahead and uh, pushed the show back today because, let's face it, he's who you really want to hear from. So without hesitation, let's go ahead and bring him in now on the M4Biotti.com hotline. Benji Molina, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? I'm ready. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready. Well, I, I got to tell you, first off, I'm glad you're safe because I know uh, you came down. Uh, you had to h- kind of hover around our town last night uh, and wait for the wait for the the big winds and storm to pass a little bit. Um, but all is well. But I got to tell you, I was hoping to be in studio with you today, but you needed a haircut, as we can all see on yeah. Twitter. Some things are more important, you know. The oh, haircut, I know, man. I. You know, and, and I, I have to look good for the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you got here is a whole cast of people that have a face for radio, let me tell you. So, anyway, hey, listen, um, glad you're here, glad you're safe. Um, let's uh, let's dive into some Cardinal talk right now. Um, you know, I want to discuss a little bit today, um, you know, performance uh, on the team, uh, you know, We've talked a little bit about the roller coaster ride we've been on. Um, that roller coaster ride that the team has been on has kind of been a roller coaster ride from certain players. One of the players right now that we're hearing a lot about as far as scuffling is, you know, a guy that we really, let's face it, we need, and that's Tommy Pham. Um, he's scuffling right now. We all know Tommy to be a worker. Um, I'm curious, though, you know, when a guy struggles – we as fans sometimes immediately want to go to, well, he must be hurt. Like when Matt Carpenter was really, really struggling at the beginning of the season, everybody's assumption was that he was hurt and he needed to go on the DL and that the only way he was going to come out of this is if he went on the DL. Well, he did not go on the DL. He took a mental break. You know, to, uh, We find out now that Mike basically went to him and said, look, I'm going to give you three days off. I don't want you to think about worrying about this, worrying about that. He gave him a mental break, and, you know, now again, I'm sure there's a lot going into play, but it seemed to help Matt. Obviously, Carpenter's been hot. Things have been going really well. Um, And, again, we tend to want to find a reason why a guy that we think is really, really good, why he's struggling. I'm of the belief that it's a really hard game, and there's going to be times where you struggle. So I'm not sure what the answer is here. Well, he was hurt, though. Matt was hurt, and he just got a bunch of treatment. He didn't get 100%. I, I get what you're saying, but um, but he was hurt. He was hurting, and he probably still is. He just he just might feel better, might deal with it a little better, right? Uh, but 
going going back to fam, what you said, man, it could it could be a lot of things. It could be him him being not a hundred percent, being hurt, of course, but it also could be the pressure, man, the pressure that he put on himself when he denied that contract. Remember, back in the day, they offered him a two year deal, I think, if I'm not mistaken, but. He, he he got offered and then he said no I trust myself I trust my skills and right now man it's uh, it's not looking very good for him I think uh, he, I think he's putting a lot of pressure into himself I think he wants to do it so bad and help out the team uh, that he's putting a lot of pressure these guys when they're out there they want to perform don't get it don't get it wrong man these guys want to perform they don't want to they don't want to look like this, especially if, like you're Tommy Pham, you're looking for a contract and stuff, and and uh, and Fowler, you're coming off of a contract signing, all of a sudden nothing works for you, um, and then Wong too, so they they want their deal, so they're trying so hard, and maybe sometimes it works against them, you know, putting so much pressure on themselves, you know. Yeah, that's and that's kind of where I was going, you know. I'm really curious. I think that again, I say this all the time. I'm not quite sure we understand how much the mental part of this game plays into success and failure. I, I think we all make it really simple sometimes. You know, see ball, hit ball, catch ball. There's a lot more to it. And I, I'm just wondering if, you know, that might play into it. And, again, I know you'll, t- you'll say, just like I will, you don't know for sure because, you know, unless the guy wants to t- open up to you and tell you everything that's going on, you're never going to know for sure. But – you know, you wonder sometimes how much the pressure of the contract of getting trying to get paid. You know, the the really at the end of the day, just the general pressure to perform. And again, let's not forget this game is really really hard. And I I I don't know that I don't know that you can just easily dismiss it as well. There's something wrong with his eyes. Let's just just get his eyes fixed and everything will be fine. You know, people. Yep. When I when I got to uh, when I got to the big leagues, um, you know, I uh, Joe Martin got me up, and and you know when when Terry Collins didn't want me, and Joe Martin took the took the reins, you know, and he he got me up. I I thought the same way as you're thinking right now, you know, like okay, it, okay, I could do this. I've been doing in Triple A. As soon as you step on a major league field, and you understand in your head that there's nothing higher than this. This is where Bay's Ruth play. This is where uh, Stan Musial played. This is where Roberto Clemente played. This is where all the top guns played. And you are in it. And you are in it. All of a sudden, your mind starts heading to spinning and you trying to do too much because you want to be, you know, you want to be, you want to stay. You know, once you get to the big leagues, it's not really getting there. What matters is staying there, right? I mean, you want to stay there for more than 10 years at least. In the major leagues, that's that's our thinking when we get up to the big leagues. But once you get to the big leagues, there's not nothing higher. And then you start seeing guys making pitches like Scherzer. You get, see guys like Baumgartner. You see guys like Kershaw. Guys like ours here. You know all those guys making good pitches and 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 going at it. And you're like, holy crap! What am I gonna get a break now? You know, and and these guys are good. And you start thinking, and you put in pressure on yourself and it could happen, man. It could happen. So I can see that in, in Fam. I can see that in Fowler, because Fowler has been struggling all year. At least Fam had a good period of time where he could hit everything. He was doing it right. But but Fowler has had it rough, and and Wong has had it rough. But I could see that. I could see how they can put the pressure on themselves to try to get out of it. And, and it's hard, man. And and when I got to the big leagues, Joe Martin told me something. And he said, Bimo, are you ready for the 90% mental and the 10% physical? And I took it as a joke. I thought he was kidding to me, right? And he saw me laughing, and he goes, hey, man, I'm not kidding. This is the truth. 90% of these MLB baseball in the major leagues, it's, it's, uh, it's mental. And, and if you don't, can't handle the 90%, you let me know right now. And I said, no, 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 I'm ready, man, I'm ready. But think about it, 90% mental and 10% physical? Come on, man, that tells you everything right there. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I don't, again, I, I'm not quite sure that everybody understands exactly how hard the game is. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say that um, 
it just it talent alone, but it's not. It's just not. And it's uh, there's not a what's the word I'm looking for here. The difference between a lot of the great players and the guys that were just shy of being great is it's mental. Oh, listen, everybody yeah. at the major league level can play. Everybody can play. There's no doubt. Yeah, Every they, guy can play. They have the talent. It's all of them. It's all of them has the mental capacity of you know surviving, and others they cannot do it. That's just how it is. But mental is a big part, man. Well, and the thing is, I mean, why do you think they call it a slump? I mean, it's because it's a prolonged period of struggle. It's not, you know, a guy has a bad game and, you know, and people want to, oh, it was terrible. Well, I mean, this game, I mean, if you think everybody's going to hit all the time, every game, and they're going to come well, number one, nobody does that. I mean, you see stretches of guys that do it, and let's face it, the great ones do it more than others. Yes, for sure. No doubt about it, right? But I, I will say... And we haven't said about physically either, because physically sometimes you don't feel 100% every day, do you? Do you feel 100% going to work every day? No, I don't. <laughs> so, just, you know. just, imagine, just imagine throwing a ball for a living, catching or playing shortstop for a living, like Ozzy Smith and all those guys, Stan Mutual, all those guys. They had to have their, their flaws, and they had to have their their deals with the body, you know? So that's another thing, you know, the physical. How do you deal with that? Well, I I will say this. I, if, if, I, one, if, if Sam has something, Jimbo, it's fight. And he's not going to go out without swinging. He's going to keep battling it. He's going to, uh, and he's going to keep fighting in it. He's going to keep working on it. He's going to try to come back and, and have a good year after this struggle. And I bet you anything, if he can find it, man, oh, boy, watch out, man, because he could do it. He could do it. Well, and the thing is, you know, you look at a guy like Tommy, you know, the Cardinals, the roller coaster. I mean, he's a big part of us having some success. I mean, you start looking at our team and you start thinking about the things that are going well and things that are going well at times. You know, we had a period where the starting pitching was really, really good, and now we're – you know, we're getting some and some not. So, I mean, but that's to be expected, right? I mean, it's not a it, – it just these, – these guys aren't robots. You know, you think about, man, while Carpenter's going really well and Jose Martinez is doing well, now Marcelo Zuna's got it together. If Tommy Pham was clicking, man, oh, man. I mean, we would really be stringing some stuff together. But that seems to be the case. That's why we signed in the offseason. What's that? That's why we – no, I said that. that's what we signed – Ozuna for to have Pam doing what he did last year and then have Fowler doing something good and then have Wong getting on base and doing all these things and then having Yaddy having a normal season for him and then having Dijon having the same rookie season he had and then having in the top Carpenter doing what he's doing right now. I mean, it's fun, man. It's fun when those guys are doing it, you know, and, and you're going to have a lot of wins. That's exactly what we're waiting for. We're waiting for, for Fowler to start hitting again and start doing the things that he's capable of doing one same way. Uh, Carp already crossed that bridge for me. I think he's going to have a great final, you know, a second half and stuff. He's going to be okay. So we need all those guys, bro. And that's why you said we imagine if Sam was hitting and doing what the things he was doing last year. Holy crap, man. We'll have exciting offense. Well, and again, I, I I think of like when I think of Tommy Pham, I think of a guy that when things are when he when things are going well, he's playing with a lot of hop in his step, playing hard, doing all this kind of stuff. I, I the guy's always going to play hard. There's no doubt about it. But you'd have to be a knucklehead not to watch him and not see frustration in his face. You can see it. I that's not a that's not like that doesn't that's not weakness or that's not for every player. Now th- I'm, today we're talking about Tommy, but it could be anybody. You can see frustration in these guys' faces. They're human beings. Nobody wants to do better than they do. You know, it isn't like they don't care. I know some people think they don't because maybe they don't have the reactions that they wish they had. I, I've said all the time, I was one of these guys that for years, I just wanted J.D. Drew to throw his helmet and yell a cuss word. I just wanted him to do it. I wanted Matt Holiday to do it. They just That's not how they're built. They're just not built that way. And as and you we get, have to learn that. 
Well, as you get older and you get more, and for me personally, as I became more affiliated with people involved in this, especially at that level, you find out that what I want them to do, the great players actually will sit there and tell you you can't do. You know, you can't live up here and down here. you got to find a way to live right here in the middle when things are going well, and then you, that way you got to find a way to live there when things aren't going so well. So, you know, again, I... Yeah. Uh, you know, you listen to guys talk about it, like the the great ones. Let's face it, it's the great ones that talk about it. Albert Pujols, Jim, I've heard Jim Evans talk about it. Mike Trout, I just listen to him talk about failure, and it is a tough thing. Um, the failure's tough on the fans. Um, I want to get the perspective of of the the pro athlete and failure. So, um, in a minute here, I'm going to ask uh, ask our our former big leaguer and, and current best bud Benji Molina to to give us a little insight on that. Before we do, uh, I want to remind you to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. That's our website. The things that you can do there obviously are listen to the show, but you can subscribe to the podcast, which is absolutely free. Uh, you'll get a notification each time uh, we, we release a new show. You could listen to some back episodes if you want to get caught up on some things or listen to some uh, things that we've had or some interviews. But the main thing you can do there to help us is do your Amazon shopping through our website. Again, that's twobirdsonabat.com. Find the Amazon banner. Click it. You're done with us. Do your shopping. Uh, we get a very small referral. Uh, it helps us with our producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, for all the stuff they do behind the scenes. Um, again, thank you so much for those that are doing it. We appreciate it greatly. That's twobirdsonabat.com. Click the Amazon banner. Done with us. Uh, social media, we love it. Find us on Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. Simply uh, find us on Twitter. Like our Twitter page. If you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back because we want to know what you're thinking. Right now, we currently have the Facebook contest going on. Um, if you like our Facebook page already, all right, you're good there. But what we need you to do is go to Facebook, type in twobirdsonabat.com, or I'm sorry, just two birds on a bat. If you have not liked our Facebook page, make sure you like it. Then here's where it gets real interesting for you. Click invite your friends. The easiest thing to do is just invite them all. You can click invite all. Or you can just go through and invite your friends that are Cardinal fans. At the end of the contest, at the end of the month, you're going to want to send us a picture, a screenshot picture, of how many friends that you have that like two birds on a bat that's the number of entries you're going to have in for our autographed marcelo zuna jersey uh, compliments of our friend benji molina yadi molina and all the gang at m4byyadi.com so don't forget two birds on a bat on facebook like it invite your friends the more friends you invite the more you can do so just keep inviting folks um, it'll help immensely two birds on a bat show that's us on instagram we hope you like us there as well and of course we're happy to be a part of lineupmedia.fm the fastest growing podcast company on the planet but now home to the internet station yo radio download it today it's absolutely free tons of different stations genre music types of music decade music anything you may need yo radio you'll love it download it today leave them a review they'd greatly appreciate it uh, to our sponsors, again, you heard me mention InnovativeCompanies.com, my good friend Randy Green. Of course, Patios, the original party spot for St. Louis Cardinal Baseball. Don't forget Mark Marcuso, Arlington Greens, the hidden, uh, the hidden jewel here in, in, the, uh, in the Metro East, of course, in Granite City, right outside of Collinsville. You guys are want to get, get over there and play the trek. Mark, I know you're listening. Um, it's great to see that you're up on your feet doing really well, um, going to be taking better care of yourself. That's what we want to hear. Get over to Arlington Greens, get some eight, get 18 in, have yourself a cold one, say hi to Mark, tell him his friends at Two Birds on a Bat sent you. Of course, you can eat. Everybody wants to eat. Adam's Smokehouse, get over there, check out some barbecue today. Uh, tell our friends Mike and Frank that uh, you heard about them on Two Birds on a Bat. Try the ribs. Uh, I'm sure if Steve-O was here, he would tell you to try everything. I'm a rib guy. You know that, although the sides were tremendous as well. Again, over on Watson Road, that's our friends at Adam's Smokehouse. All right, my friend. So I have to ask you. Um, you played in the big leagues for 13 years. You went through struggles. What's that feel like? Well, for, first, first of all, when, when you struggle, you feel like you're letting your team down. <clears throat> unless you're a veteran you know that you're gonna go through that and you got you went through that phase of of not worrying about it because you know you're gonna come back out of it things like that that could change like i did whenever i got into a trouble uh, of a slump i don't remember having having two weeks of struggle or maybe two and a half or whatever i don't remember that i remember having a week of struggle but then i bounced back really quick i did my adjustments I did all this, but 
I probably did. I just I'm just telling you that I don't remember. But um, it is it, it's a it's a really tough feeling. Remember a tweet that I said that the more you guys boo your players, the harder it is for them to bounce back. Remember that one? Yeah. It's it's uh it, it's just like that. So in this case, if I'm struggling. Uh, and, and I hear the boos and I hear all these things. Uh, I know why they're booing. I know it. I know what they're doing. So I put a little bit more pressure on myself because I want to get out of it for you guys. I want to do it. I want to go out there and, and get three hits today, two RBIs, and, and stop you guys from booing. Uh, it, it's in our head. It's in our head, believe it or not. The fence is, it sometimes gets in our head. So it makes it a little harder for us to 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 go out and perform. Now, like I said, if you are a strong-minded guy, you know that you're going to come out of it, you're okay. You'll be fine. You don't worry so much about booing. You don't worry about any of that crap, you know. But it's a really tough feeling in ourselves when we're struggling, man. We can't even buy a hit. We can't even do this. We can't even do that. Nothing goes our way. So it gets really, really tough in our chest. We want to do so much for the team, but we can't. If nothing's going our way, I mean, you can name it, whatever, but it's a really, really horrible feeling that we are while we struggle. And the booing and all that stuff makes it double even harder on these kids. Uh, believe me, I played, and I know when I was – I had my best years and in San Francisco. And when, when I was struggling because I had a, a little – uh, broken elbow or chipped elbow, whatever, chip bone, bone chip and elbow in the left elbow, I started going down. So everybody, every time I went to the plate, everybody started yelling at, as loud as they could, Foster Posey, Foster Posey. How do you think I felt? I mean, I gave you my best three years of my life. I was when the team couldn't win a game. I was the leader in RBIs. I was a good leader. I won the Willie Mack Award. And, and twice out of my three years, how do you think I felt when they started yelling, Boston, Posey? So it, 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 we feel it, man. We know it. So we don't like it, but we, so there are things that you have to deal with. A lot of fans are not going to stop booing because I say so. But I'm just saying from a, a player's standpoint, we are really, really hurting. Uh, and we are really trying to get out of it. Like Fowler, in this case, Wong and all these guys that are struggling, they trying. They are trying. But it's a really painful feeling that we have when we cannot do our job. Um, you don't have to say any names, but, I mean, did you play with anybody where the the mental part got to be too much for them? Um, I, I think uh, maybe Troy Gloss was one of them, but he was great, though. But when he struggled, he, he would tell me about, wow, man, these guys don't appreciate the player that I am. They don't appreciate that I play good defense. They don't appreciate that I'm a good hitter. Yeah, as soon as they can start booing, uh, let me see the guys that I play with. Uh, I'm sure a few of them, but I can just think of one right now. But but a few of them had to deal with that, man. And they were good players. They just got in a slump and they couldn't hit at some point. But they came out of it. Most of the guys I played uh, were were really good hitters, so they came out of it. One guy, Vernon Wells, we were in Toronto, <clears throat> and he really felt it because everybody started booing him. Like, he was a freaking hitter. He was a great player, steal bases. He was a great outfielder. He could hit three 320. I mean, he was a good, good player, RBI. But when he started a little bit of struggle – Everybody started booing, and he got into it. You know, his mindset was different, and you could see he was trying to wait, do way too much, man. So he plays, you know. You know, everybody, I'm sure, in their own ways, they, they feel it, you know? Yeah, I know uh, the the guy that comes to mind for me that a lot of Cardinal fans, and again, I, I get it, they, you know, well, he was never the same after he heard his knee or whatever, but Alan Craig's the one that comes to mind for me because, you know, I've, I, like I said, I you know the things that I'm aware of is that you know he just had never struggled before, and it was a mental. I mean, he was just mentally crushed, and it makes me think of that. And you know, I, I think 
his mental his mental crush was when they traded him. It wasn't about hitting. It wasn't about any of that, Jimbo. It was more about when he got traded that he felt betrayed by the Cardinals. He thought he had home, you know, when he had a, a good year here. I think that was more of what he was, you know. It wasn't necessarily the hitting or anything like that, but he had a great year, and then you get traded, and it's kind of like it's like Joe Kelly, right? Yeah. You know, how do you think he feels about St. Louis? Maybe not the players. Maybe not the players, but how do you think he feels about St. Louis, the organization? I mean, that's a tough one. He's a young guy coming up. I could see Matt my, my, my Adams because Matt Adams, we had other guys and things like that. But Joe Kelly, I mean, we, we didn't have guys like him. Um, he may not be pitching here the way he's pitching over there, but he was coming up. I mean, no, you nobody knew. Everybody knew that he was coming up, man, and who knows? Could have been good as he is right now. Not great, but it's good. So, I mean, how do you think those guys feel? I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's a tough thing because, you know, there's the business side. You've never shied away from telling us that there's a business side of baseball. Um, I think, you know, I think we're seeing it right now. I, and that's the thing, you know. I wonder, you know, I, I, I guess how do I, how do I put this? I guess what I'm at, I guess where I'm going with the whole thing and I'm thinking about the things that you dealt with as a player and let's face it I mean you know that this isn't exclusive to Benji Molina or Tommy Pham or anybody every player at some juncture goes through this stuff the reality of it is though is what do you do I mean what is the answer you look at carp and and I understand that you know like I'm the one that really enjoys social media the players I mean and the owners could give two shits to be completely honest but the reality of it is you look at Carp, and everybody's calling for his head, get rid of him, do this, do that, you know, and they just keep running him out there. They, they, you know, then they sit him a little bit, and he's playing, and he's sitting, and he's playing, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden he comes out of it, right? So you sit there and go, well, um, obviously not getting rid of him. Now, some people will say still get rid of him because they don't, they don't like him, and they never will, um, you know, they whatever. Uh so, but those, but those people are like, well, okay, but it worked for him. It's not going to work for Dexter. Like, you shouldn't play Dexter every day. You shouldn't play Dexter at all. He's not going to come out of this. And I, I, I guess they've determined that he's not going to. I'm not quite sure how we've determined that. I'm not even talking about my own personal opinion. I'm talking about in the court of judgment here of, you know, I guess basically what are we talking about, three months? In the court of yeah. appeal here, he's done as a player. Nothing's good. Everything's trending downward. Um, his metrics and his analytics are trending downward. I mean, maybe his metrics and analytics are trending downward because he, mentally he's just destroyed right now. I mean, I don't know. Some guys are not used to. Some guys are not used to coming off, and we heard this from Grishik, but, but Grishik had the chance, but. But he said it. Some guys are not good coming off the bench and waiting. When I played in Toronto, I had 20, 19 home runs in 70 or something. I don't remember my numbers. But but I had a good year, but I, I wasn't comfortable. The whole year, I, I couldn't play defense because the guy would put me three three times in a row, and then he'll put the other guy four four games in a row. So I have to sit and wait for my pinch hits. For four straight games. But when I played, like three games, I played like fifth batter, fourth batter. But then he sit me down for four. So it was really rough for me to play defense in that matter. I was lucky that I was in a good field. I was in a good stadium to hit. And I did good. I did good over there. I mean, if I would have stayed over there, I'd probably have good numbers. But, um, but that's what I'm trying to say, like, a lot of guys, they don't like to be sitting down. They like to play the whole way. It's not what it looks like with Fowler. Fowler's been struggling all year, but he might not like that, what they're doing to him right now. He might he might not feel comfortable either. Like playing one time, playing two times, then sitting down a couple. He might not like it. I mean, I know it's a different, it's a different opinion because he's been struggling so long, but Gosh, man, some guys don't don't like it. They don't like that, man. It's like a reliever. When you shut down a reliever, you don't even 
You don't even put him to pitch for a week or or five days, and then all of a sudden you expect him to throw strikes. Those guys don't feel comfortable like that, you know. You got to pitch him more so he gets more comfortable. So it's a it's a matter of how you see it and how people see it out there and how people see it in the organization. That's the that's the biggest one, you know. The organization has to make a choice, you know. Do we keep playing this guy or do we or do we give him a chance or or do we stop him? That's that's what the organization is about. I mean, what do you do if you're an organization? It's a hard. I mean, I it's not that easy. I mean, I you know, I I don't. It's know. not easy. To, we've said it before. It's not easy to, to release him and find somebody else. It's not easy. It's not like that. It doesn't work like that. And if people are thinking to do that, I, I don't know what they're thinking because it's not going to happen. He has five years here. This is his second year. He got three more years. Good pay. So. He ain't going nowhere. So people that are thinking release him or no, 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 no. We're going to have him for three more years. Well, yeah, and and again, I'll come back with, you know, except for, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at it, but the reality of it is I'm not 100% sure how long his – you know, he started off the year last year rough, but once he got going, he he wound up putting together a pretty solid season. And I think the Cardinals know that if they have that guy, you know, they're better if Dexter Fowler is who he's supposed to be. They know that. And that's the problem. Now, yeah. some people want to say, well, that's never going to happen again. And that if you've got that crystal ball, that's good. I, a lot of these are the same people that were saying Matt Carpenter was done, this, 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 and this. And it's funny how the same analytics, you know, apply to one person, don't apply to another. I Again, I I, I love analytics because you can almost find something to, about everybody if you really want to. It's kind of like analytics people that tell me how how good Matt Carpenter is, but then they want to use that to, to signal why he's good or why he was going to turn around, why ever. But then when the analytics say he's actually a decent defender, oh, well, that ain't right. I mean, you can't have it both ways. I don't understand it. I, I, I you know. I never. Analytics are hurting the game in a way. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Analytics could be used in a good way. You can you can use those numbers to uh, to help your team out. I, I get that. Yeah, but if you're gonna, Jimbo, if you're gonna do that for your team, analytics, and it's gonna be analytics. Your team is gonna be measured on analytics. Okay, but what measures hard, and what measures your ability? What what number is for cojones, you know, on the mound, or or what measures your cojones from getting out of the slump? What measure? What what is that measuring? You don't have that measure, you know. The 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 advancing the bag, the 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 being smart out there, the plays that don't even come up in the paper, that the Ozuna cutting down a left field ball and not making advance and little things like that. I mean, what are you gonna do? Seriously, what what are you gonna do for for those numbers that have no? Every time that we talk analytics, and I and we talk a bunch. Anytime we talk analytics, Jimbo. Every time I ask the same question, where's your heart analytics? Because a lot of kids get scared. A lot of pitchers get scared on the mound. They don't like it, and whenever the pressure is on, they don't perform. So where's that analytics? And you know what I heard? I told you. I think I told you before that. They like the guy that are lucky, that are not lucky, but is hitting 240. But they don't like the guy that is really lucky, but he hits 330. But he's lucky. They don't want that guy. So in any moment, think about this: the um, the guy from Seattle, uh, that skinny Gordon, the skinny guy, Gordon. He leads the league in infield hits. But in this organization, he would never be able to play or make it to the big leagues because he got too many infield hits, and that, those are lucky hits. You see what I'm saying? Is that analytics to you? Like, is that kind of cool to you that he wouldn't even play in this, in this organization because he's too lucky? They'd rather have the guy that's unlucky and hits 230, but this guy's hitting 320, 310, and gets on base, steal bases, but you don't want him because he's – Oh, he's too lucky. His luck is going to run, run out. Come on, man. This is what we're getting to, man. 
Yeah, I'm, I, again, I, I think more importantly than anything, what I do know, and again, this is just from the, the, the side of the part, or the part of it that I happen to know more about, is pretty simple, and that's the analytics are great for, for, for getting better in training, for sure. Like, you know, you can look at what you do. Like, you can go back and look at what you do, what you're good at, the results of your play, and say, okay, this is, you know, when I was doing this, I was having success. When I was doing this, I wasn't. And then you kind of add it up with, okay, how much of that was, you know, how was it going, That what was going on. You look at all those things and put them together, and you can kind of get an idea of what you need to get better at and how you could improve your game. I'm not so sure you can look at it and tell everything you need to know about a person from just analytics. Uh, baseball IQ, heart, desire, work ethic, t- teammate, leader, all those are things that we're losing, to be completely honest with you. And that's my that, problem with the whole thing, to be mis- honest. How is that being measured? It's all I want to know. I don't want to know anything else. All I want to know is how those things are being measured. And they all will say they're not being measured. So how the heck do you do you rather have a bench player that has a that has a great IQ or a guy that just go out there and, and give you two forty, two fifty, whatever that is, and but he doesn't even know what the heck is going on on the field. I mean, seriously, how do you measure that? That's what I wanted to say. How are you gonna tell me, oh that guy is lucky and this guy is unlucky? How in the world are we getting to this point as a baseball? Uh, you know, as a, a whole baseball, how in the world can we just sit here and say, oh, that guy's lucky, this guy's not lucky? What? So in, in which category would you put Roberto Clemente at? Lucky? Because he got 3,000 hits? Uh, or Ishiro? Ishiro got so many infield hits, bro. So many infield hits. You take the infield hits of Ichiro in his life, he probably doesn't even get to 1,000 hits. Something like that. I'm just kidding, but and you know what I'm saying? He got so many infield hits that, and then you're gonna call him lucky. And you're gonna forget what he brings to the club. Nobody runs first or third on him. Nobody goes to home with two outs. Like right now, nobody can throw anybody out from from outfield to home play on a, on a on a base hit. Is that being measured? Are you gonna tell me that's being measured too? Because I don't see anybody getting thrown out at home play anymore unless it's really obvious. So those are the things. I mean, analytics can help you, but how and where are the analytics on heart, on other things, and IQ, and the guy that doesn't commit a mistake, the guy who swings at the first pitch when the pitcher is hitting after him. That's not, IQ. That's not a baseball IQ guy. He doesn't know, and then he keeps doing it. Come on, man. Where's the, where are the measurements on that, you know? So – Baseball is going to a spot that is really, really going to be really difficult to watch, man, at some point. If we keep going the way we're going, baseball is going to be really difficult to watch. Let me ask you a question. So, you know, again, you've played in the league, you've coached, you've done, you've mentored. I mean, you talk to these guys all the time. You know, everybody, everybody and their brothers got a solution for Tommy right now, right? Like, you know, hey, you know, get away, you know, uh, stay away from the park, rejuvenate. Rest, relax. Hell, we're telling him to smile and just play. I, everybody's got a solution for him, right? What's What's Benji's advice to Tommy Pham? Um, I will be very simple with him. You know, um, my dad always told us, whenever you're in a slump, the next day is your first day of school. And, you know, I'll be simple with him. I'll be like, hey, listen, you've been struggling? Yeah, you've been struggling. Keep working at it. Keep working at your thing. Keep working at a, at a slider that you're missing or a fastball. Keep working at anything that you can. That's fine. No problem. But the game today, you start 0 for 0. I mean, you don't have an at-bat. So concentrate on the pitcher today. Go out there. Try to have fun with that pitcher today. Don't think that you're in a slump. Try to, try to beat that pitcher today, and we'll go from there. That's all you can do, Jimbo. You cannot make that guy hit. You cannot. You can help him. You can pump him up. You can um, study the pitcher and tell him what what the pitcher is doing, uh, what to expect, and all that stuff. You can talk to him about it, but it's hard to make the guy hit when when he has to do it himself. He has to go out there. So the best way to go at it, I would say, go out there and tell him, "Hey, listen, your season starts today, buddy. 
You're, you haven't had an at-bat yet. Let's try to make this your first at-bat of the year. Let's go at it, and, and let's keep building from here. And that's what the way I would go at it. Well, and again, I've never been in in that situation. I've never been at that anywhere near that level. Never seen anything like that. My thing on it is, and always has been, and you know, there's a reason why. I mean, we kind of laugh about it to some degree, but there's a reason why. You know, sometimes when a guy's really struggling and he gets a couple of what what you would call cheap hits, although I know you would say there are no cheap hits. You get a couple balls to fall in or an infield single, guys tend to come out of slump. Well, I, I, listen, I don't have a degree in psychology. I'm not a, I'm not a counselor. I'm not, but why do people – I mean, why do people think that is? Because you have a little success, and all of a sudden mentally you feel good. You feel like, okay, I've done something. I've helped the team. A good at bat that scores a run, a fly ball with a runner on third. Uh, there's a variety of things, right, that can help. I, I just find it interesting sometimes that – we think this game is 100% physical. I, I don't think it is. It's, it, you know, th- it's yes. It's not physical. I think it's really, really true what Joe Madden told me. I know I know we're Cardinal fans here, but Joe, was, Joe played a big, big part of my career, a big part of my success, a big part of my story. And he was just, uh, uh, I'm so thankful for him because, he said the right things to me. He kept me going when I needed to. He talked to me about when I was struggling. He kept keep your keep your smile on, Bimo. Keep your smile on, okay? We trust you. We know you're gonna come out of it. Just keep fighting. Just keep getting, uh, keep winning every pitch. I mean, anything that he said to me was great, but it was true. Ninety percent was mental. Can you handle the mental? Uh, uh, you know when Garcia Parra started struggling, he never he never backed out of it. Did you see it? Did you see when when uh, Garcia Parra started struggling? That was the end of his career. That was the end because he could have never came from that. So I I really do believe it. It's ninety percent and ten percent is physical because everybody got that ten percent for you to be here in the big league. The ninety percent, not everybody have it. Yeah, you know, again, I I look at it and I just it just always comes back to me as far as how I feel about how the guys are doing is that you know, you know, obviously as fans we want them to to do well and we want them to you know we want them to hustle we want them to play well we want them to play well fundamentally but then at some juncture they have to perform too you know I mean that's the quandary I always find and that's why I say with Colton Wong all the time. I want Colton Wong to do well because his skill set is something that is valuable to this team. But, I mean, when you play in the National League, you already have one automatic out in your lineup. Okay? Can you really go with yep. two? I mean, again, I I don't think... And we have many. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It isn't like we're For just dealing while, with one. Three. For a while, we had three. I don't know if you remember, but for a while we had three three guys that couldn't hit because they were struggling. So uh, now we got two because Carp kind of got out of it. Well, now we're back to three because I don't know how lately uh, Fowler's doing, but uh, Wong's been struggling, get a hit once in a while, but but he's been struggling and uh, Fowler's been struggling and now Fam is struggling. So. We can't have that as a team. I mean, I know we go through it. I, I went through it. Believe me, I'm not saying that they cannot do it. They can't do it. But but if you want to have a winning team, it's hard to win games when three guys or two or three guys are in your lineup. In the National League, It's they're struggling. I mean, it's really, really hard. Yeah, I saw um, somebody had posted something the other day. You know, this um, – the uh... – the um, what you call it? The uh, the the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, what they're doing? People, oh, we do that. and I'm like, number one, that's the American League. They don't have to pinch hit for a guy every two innings, and it it, it, it you have to use common yeah. sense sometimes. You know, I mean, I don't know. It just yeah. it's it's a little frustrating for me sometimes. It's a way different baseball game, Jimbo. The American League for whoever never seen it. It's a way different ball game. Yeah, in in uh in American League you can bond a guy over, you have the eighth and ninth batter that can drive guys in. Here it's the eighth hitter, you can uh, first guys get on. You can not bond the uh 
the uh, eighth hitter because the pitcher's coming next. So you have to have a guy in the eighth position that, that can hit, obviously, because the pitcher's coming after. So uh, it's a way different league, way different. I mean, it's not even it's not even close to compare a, a league to another league. I mean, when a pitcher has to hit, and it's a, it makes it really, really a different league from American League. So that's that's a point that we we cannot even bring it to our discussion because we're a National League team, so we have the pitcher hidden. You know, um, to kind of get off. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, we can only. I mean, how long can we beat up? You know, the same topic all the time. So let's change it a little bit. Let me ask you this. This is interesting. I'm seeing. I mean, I, I, they've been talking about it for a while. We know how Stevo feels, right? Stevo doesn't want to see a pitcher ever hit again. I'm seeing more and more stuff, and I don't mean just from kind of guys. I mean big time guys that are involved in baseball saying. It won't be long. We're going to have a DH in the National League. What's your thoughts on that? Um, my thoughts are are really, you know, both ways because I think the DH is a job for a player. Um, I see it like a job. I see it as an opportunity for a guy to make the Hall of Fame. I see the DH uh, uh, a chance for a guy to make ten years and be a, in a pension uh, benefits and stuff. So. I see that, but I also see the pitchers getting getting paid so much money and they don't even hit. So I mean, I'm I'm with both sides. If they change the to a DH, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be okay because of the the league gets more jobs for a DH and you know more players, another spot for another guy in the big leagues. I, I I'm down with that. But I love the game of baseball, man. I really love it. I love when the pitcher have to have to help himself. I know they're doing it more for the fans. Um, I'm thinking about the the players and the player side. I'm with them. A DH will be another job. I, I'm down with that. But but I love the game of baseball. I love when the pitcher has to come in and try to get a fly ball or try to get a bunt down or or try to run the bases. Um, let him. Make it, make it, make it a strong effort to to make your pitchers believe that they're that important in the game. Make him believe that. Look at what what um um Grinky did last night. He got a hit, he stole second, and he ended up scoring the game-winning run on a base hit. I mean, that's baseball, bro. That's baseball for me. Like I said, with the DH, I'm down because that'll be another opportunity for another player. I get that. But baseball, that's baseball. Let the guys grab a bat and feel how it feels to get a, a, a chin ball in the neck when by accident or something like that, or a ball in the ankles called off up the up the toes and go out there and perform how, how we all we all do. I mean things like that. I mean it makes the game it makes the game uh, great, man. I I love that type of game. So, so you're not with Steve-O that we should just abandon it be, just because he's tired of watching hitters try to hit. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's um, if the pitcher why why Wayno is taking serious, and then you see the Bumgarners, and then you see Scherzer trying to get hits out there, Kershaw. They help themselves out there. Why can't everybody just work at it? I mean, I know they're not going to be as good, but at least work at it and make sure that you take pride on it and go out there and have a good at-bat, make the pitcher work with foul balls or, or bunt the guy over or get a fly ball, sack fly. Or, I mean, how, how pretty is that, though, man? I mean, yeah, that would be a, I would love that. But on the other hand, like I said, you know, if they get the 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 DH, I'm I'm still good because it's another job for another guy, right? So the reality of it is, you could go either way. <laughs> yep, I could go either way, but I like the baseball. I like the baseball part. I don't. I hope they don't change it. I hope they keep the both leagues, one league this way, one league that way. Um, it's just they should be a little bit different pay. If remember when Whitey Herzog said something about. I cannot pay this guy that gets the guy over, but I'm going to pay a lot of money to the guy who gets the RBI. It's kind of the same. How are you going to pay the guy pitcher for American League the uh, same way? It, obviously, if they have the same numbers. How are you going to pay 
that guy more than the guy that has to hit and do all these things. I mean, it's not fair. So this is this is what we live in, man. I hope they leave it the same. I hope they don't change it. I hope they leave a national with hitters and American with DH, and that's it. Let's go at it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I said, I could I, I find myself going back and forth on it. I mean, I you know, there's things I like about the game and some of the things that of where it's going. There are things that obviously, if you listen to the show at all, you know I don't like at all. I I hate replay. I don't care. I, I I'm telling you, as a Cardinal fan, if you told me right now we could go back in time to 1985 and start replay, I don't want it. I don't want it. I I. I don't like what it's done to our game. As a car, as a fan of the game, I don't like the fact that we can't be spontaneous with our excitement anymore. <laughs> Great plays, bangers at first, throwing guys out at second end innings. I, we got to sit around and wait and make sure they're out. I just I don't like it. I don't like it. They want yeah. the game to be more exciting. They're making it more boring. I, I don't like it. More boring, exactly, exactly. But I, let me tell you this though, uh, I got a solution for a replay. I think they. They should not have replay for the first six innings, right? So first six innings, no replay at all. Whatever it's called, it's called foul tip, whatever you want to call it, hit by pitch, air, whatever. I don't care. No replay for the first six innings. Now, the seventh and ninth inning, all right, because it's only three innings and it could make a difference at the end. I know the game could make a difference earlier, but at least you keep the pace of the game, man, because, come on, in the first inning, we're already doing two replays, and we haven't even played in half an hour already. And they're trying to speed it up. I don't care about the time. I could be there for four hours. I love baseball. But a lot of people don't like the timing and all that stuff. But, dude, eliminate the replay for six innings, seventh, eighth, eighth and ninth inning, then you bring it back, and that's it. And you eliminate all that controversy that's happening. I just, again, I – I'm going to say this. This will be my, you know, well, I'll finish with this today. It's pretty simple for me. If you want replay, this, you've got this calling upstairs and having them look at it. I don't think that should be allowed. It's this simple. If you on the field, the same as the umpire, truly believe he's wrong with your eyes in the same time he has it, if you truly believe it, then challenge it. It's that simple. What we're doing right now is we are calling upstairs and we're basically challenging almost every close play. I don't like it. I think what it shows is that these guys get it right a whole lot more than we think. You know, and we highlight the ones they get wrong. I, I just it's I don't I don't agree with it. I don't I think it's dumb. It's this simple. I think you should have five seconds. I think once a play has happened, you've got five seconds to say challenge it. If you believe that strongly they got it wrong, then challenge it. I think it's that simple. I don't like it, but but at least if you're gonna keep the game rolling, right? I mean, just eliminate for for six innings. Don't have replay. Let everybody uh, let everybody let the game move or move along. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Like let let it let the game move along, and then in the seventh, eighth, nine, if you want to have it. You know, I don't want it I at guess. all. I be consistent. I don't want it at all. I mean, a, a call in the first inning could be just as big as one in the ninth. That's what you're going to get. That's the argument you're going to get from everybody on that one. I mean, a game can be won or lost I know, in the first but, inning. I know, but the, but the, I know, but the pace of the game is what we're talking. I mean, yeah. if you want to get from the, if you want to keep the pace of the game going, I think that's what you need to do. You know. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get you out of here as I'm on Twitter while we're talking. I am reminded that you, friend, are going to be live on Facebook today, you and your friend Polo Asensio. And um, oddly enough, it's a picture of you, Polo, and your brother. And uh, it says, be sure to tune in because you never know who will show up. So um, I find that interesting. You never know who will show up. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. And if you need a haircut, man. That that guy, it, you know the place name is Cheeto, Cheeto Styles. That's the plane of the name, and those are a couple Puerto Rican guys, and um, that that do the, the the cuts and stuff. Man, if you're around the area, like I said on my tweet, if you're around the area, go visit them. And if you want a haircut, they're very affordable. I mean, I was, it was packed when I was there, Jimbo. It was it was packed, and I'm like, holy crap, where do all these people come from? And they had jobs, so don't worry. But, but if I were you, if you need a haircut, go out there, man. Cheeto Styles, man. You saw it on my tweet. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, my friend, I've got uh, 
I'm going to get us all out of here. I'm going to get you to the ballpark. I'm going to get my week started. Um, for all of our listeners out there, we will have a Monday show, and that will be it. Um, or actually, are you traveling Monday? Are we going to need to do Tuesday next week? No, I'm, I'm traveling Monday, but I'm traveling late, so I might go to the studio. Okay, beautiful, because uh, the office will be closed for July 4th holiday, so next week we'll just have the one show oh, on Monday. Okay. So that'll be great if you come on over. That'll be awesome. So I look forward to it. For all of our listeners out there, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, don't forget, twobirdsonabat.com. Subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, don't forget to check, check out the Amazon banner there and help us out. Find us on Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, the big thing going on right now, though, is find us on Facebook, Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Click Invite Your Friends. You can invite them all. And uh, at the end of the month, when uh, one month from today, at the end of uh, – it's like right at the end of July, we're going to have everybody that wants to participate in the contest send us a screenshot of how many of their friends like Two Birds on a Bat. For every one of them, you'll be entered in a contest – to win an autographed Marcelo Zuna jersey. Compliments of Benji, Yachty, and, of course, the gang at M4ByYachty.com. We appreciate them all greatly for all they do. Find us on Instagram as well, uh, Two Birds on a Bat Show, lineupmedia.fm. We're part of that network as well, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Now home to Yo Radio. Don't forget to download Yo Radio out of the App Store. It's, complete, it's absolutely free. Tremendous new internet radio station with all the different decade music, all the different genres, all the different types. Um, lots of influencers and celebrities coming on now with their own radio stations. Check it out. Yo Radio, you will not be disappointed. It's absolutely free, too, in the App Store. Um, for all of our social media partners out there, we couldn't do this without you. We thank you so much. Uh, Nate McHenry, RallySquirrel.com. If you'd like to be a member of the Rally Squirrel Club, you simply go to RallySquirrel.com, learn more about it. Again, special thanks to Nate for allowing us to be a part of it. Uh, Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7. Chris Lawless does an amazing job. Him and Ron now are doing the Cardinals 24-7 podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, it's really, really good. Um, I advise you to do so. Very passionate, guys. I always say there are so many great Facebook pages, great Twitter pages, great follows, great guys writing blogs, so many out there that if you really love the Cardinals, man, there's so much out there for you. Be a part of it. Jump in on the conversation. I know that, that you'll enjoy it. Mick Light uh, over at Art City Media, thank you for always sharing our show and helping us grow our audience, everything STL Sports. Some of the great Facebook groups, Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals Nation, St. Louis Cardinals, STL Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals Crew is a good one, um, Cardinals. Fans of Yachty or Molina is obviously one of our favorites. Um, and, again, I try to highlight some different ones each week. Uh, again, you can't baseball heaven. Cardinals country is another good one. Um, Cardinal Freak has always been with us, has always shared our stuff. Thank you for them. Um, and, again, their continued support. I couldn't, uh, couldn't do it without them. Uh, uh, Cardinals Fans Podcast. Um, that's a Facebook group now from our friend Josh Potter, who's not with us today. Just trying to let you know what all the different podcasts, uh, Cardinal podcasts are out there and what they're doing for everybody. Tremendous amount out there, guys. I'm telling you, what we have is, uh, what we have is an opportunity to, to listen to Cardinal talk like we never have before, thanks to, uh, thanks to modern technology. So, again, uh, Josh did a great job with that, letting us all know when the, when the things are coming. Team of Rivals, whenever the Cards and Cubs are going to play, Team of Rivals podcast is a good – they're good all the time, but especially when the Cards and Cubs are going to hook up, that's one you don't want to miss as well. So, um, again, thanks to everybody for their continued support. Of course, I'm talking about Mark Marcuso, Arlington Greens. Make sure you check it out. Again, it's the hidden jewel here in the Midwest, right outside of Granite City, right on the edge of Granite City, on the, uh, on the outskirts of Collinsville as well. You guys are going to want to get over there and play some golf for sure. Tremendous, uh, tremendous track, taken well care of, and again, just a lot of fun and a great crew over there at Arlington Greens. Tell my man Mark Marcuso we said hi. When you're done, go have your barbecue at Smokehouse again on Watson Road. You're going to want those ribs. You're going to want those sides. The brisket, tr tremendous. I love pulled pork as well. I don't talk about the pulled pork enough. Get over there. See our friends. Tell them that Two Birds on a Bat sent you and that you want to try some barbecue. If you tell them Two Birds on a Bat sent you, I'm not saying you won't get a little extra, but you might. You just might. So go check them out. Innovative Companies, my man Randy Green, thank you so much for your continued support. Stepping up, wanting to be a part of the show, wanting to get your name out there and so people knew just how serious you take your business. Again, guys, 35 years experience, second-generation craftsman, more importantly, a man of his word. That's InnovativeCompanies.com, residential, commercial, industrial, heating and cooling, electric, construction, and now the plumbing team. They are ready to take on your plumbing needs. InnovativeCompanies.com. For everybody here at Two Birds on a Bat, I leave you. Let's go birds. Go birds.
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.